0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello! Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today have uh, got a wonderful, wonderful guest and uh, super exciting things. We're getting some sort of mysteries of animals, uh, deepening in the connection of animals and the heart connection of animals. Uh, we got author uh, Barbara Teckle coming on board talk to us a little bit about her latest book, I'm Fine Just the Way I Am. So we're going to talk to her about that and the relationships we have with our uh, furry, feathered, fin, and scaled friends. (laughs) Mostly furry, I think is what we'll talk about tonight. But uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. uh, And we all want to know how to deepen that heart connection, that heart-to-heart connection we have with our animals. So uh, it's going to be a good show, as always, tonight. So everybody, hang tight. We'll come back right after this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio.
1: She's a purebred, orange and white, Brittany. But when we adopted April, she started scratching like crazy. I said, what you put into a dog is what you get out. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. So we had a huge scoop of Dynavite in her bowl. She looked it clean. She loved it. Her coat is now soft. It's silky. Dynavite is nutrition. You get some Dynavite. How happy your dog will be. A Dynavite. She's a little Miss Hollywood. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join us now is Author. She's a certified oracle guide and intuitive mentor. She is an animal wisdom enthusiast, a soul collage facilitator. That's one. She's like me. we got one giant business card with all these good stuff <laughs> on it. <laughs> so we got Author uh, Barbara Teckle coming on board. Barbara, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs> it
0: was. It was. You know, I, I know that you've been doing uh, working with animals and working with uh, the spiritual connection and the heart to heart connections for quite some time. And you know, I think you're just like me. You know, the the longer we're at it, the more we do, and the more we get. You know, not only as authors and writers and speakers and workshop hosts and all the things that we do and our consultations with clients, and uh, but also the things we're interested in that we know can help our animal friends in particular is what we add to our sort of portfolio so uh you know our healing mechanisms and our readings and the the ways that you can connect at a deeper level so i think over time even though we're we're mere youngsters right barbara uh we've picked That's up right, a lot. Of
1: absolutely stuff.
0: <laughs> we've, we've done a lot in our 20 years on this earth so
1: uh <laughs> i like you
0: There you go, there you go. So we got a new book out. It's called I'm Fine, Just the Way I Am. So tell us a little bit about the book and and some of the premise behind it.
1: Oh, this was a big one. This is my third memoir. And um, this really is a book I really didn't plan on writing because I share some pretty deep trauma that I had to overcome. And I think the title pretty much speaks for itself is really about finding our worthiness. And I was very blessed to find my, my true worthiness and finally accept it through a darling little dachshund named Gidget, who had special needs. She had a uh, disc disease. She also suffered from seizures and numerous bladder infections. But that little dog was, what I would come to learn is she was actually taking on some of my energy, some of my wounding that I needed to fix. And um, well, I don't know that we can fix it. We can heal it. Um, And she was mirroring that for me in some pretty amazing ways um, and trying to help me to see what she saw in me. And she saw me as worthy. And as I healed myself and healed that trauma, she in turn became a different dog and a calmer dog. I just saw her like rise into her higher self. I don't know how any other way to explain it. And I knew that I had to tell the story because I've really come to believe at my core that animals serve us in such a beautiful way to help us heal individually and as a planet
0: absolutely yeah they're i'm a firm believer that they uh have a purpose uh, uh, some people call it a higher purpose but i think it's their their goal and their purpose and the reason they come into our life and some are teachers some are uh, mentors and, and muses some of them are healers uh, some of them have a combination of all those things nice. so When you're talking about Gidget and your relationship and how you uh, started uh, recognizing the things that she was mirroring and then how you could heal them, is this something that you recognized early on or was there a great aha moment or was it many months or years down the road that you're starting to realize, hey, she's picking this up from somewhere and, oh, guess what? That thing is me.
1: Yeah. Actually, it's been a deepening of understanding on how animals do mirror and reflect us. That really has been in my life for at least twenty years. From the first dog I had, which was a chocolate lab, to um, three Dachshunds with special needs, each one had a special lesson they were teaching me. And I also had a yellow lab, and I she came with the teaching also. But you know, there's this teaching was so big. And Gidget, I definitely call my master healer um, and teacher. When I first found her, I adopted her from a rescue out in Las Vegas. When I first found her. When she came to live with us, there was something about her. I couldn't name it, but it was just like this knowing inside me that I started calling her my Buddha dog because Mm -hmm. there was something so wise about her, though I couldn't put my finger on it. But this has been my life for the last 20 plus years is these dogs have come into my life to help me heal something, some aspect of myself. And um, Digit was the biggest master healer to date. I don't even know if I should say biggest because, you know... You heal things when you're ready to heal them. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. you know, I truly believe that we have these contracts, these soul contracts with these animals as they do with us. And they come along when you're ready to do the work that needs to be done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I talk to people all the time about how going out and finding an animal, they're going to find you. And at first, you know, at the very top level, at the 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 very surface level, you know, that means okay, well, I'm going to run into a dog, or one's going to, you know, cat's going to show up at my doorstep, or uh, you know, I'm going to go to a rescue and find one. It's perfect. Well, that's very high surface. That's high level stuff, is what I call. Uh, When you dig down into it, it's it's like okay, where does this animal come from, and how did they present themselves in my life? And then what are their teachings once they're here? What what are they meant to do to help me get to where I need to be? And in turn, like you said with Gidget, uh how you could get her to be her true self.
1: Right, right. It's a mutual thing. And I, you know, I hope people will take that away from the book is as I did my healing, I was in turn helping Gidget heal what she needed to heal as well. It's it's a mutual thing. We agree on this together, and if we can You know, because sometimes people will feel, you know, when I work with clients too, they'll feel guilty that their dog or their cat took on some of their issues. But the key here is to realize that and become aware of that and realize what a blessing that is that you can help each other.
0: Absolutely. So was there, uh, when we talk about going back in time to some of your previous animals that have been part of your life and part of that heart connection, was this something you were able to identify early on in your life? Yeah yeah, you were always able to be able to say, okay, this, there's a a particular message or particular purpose for this particular animal to be in my life.
1: You know, it, like I said, it just started to happen more and more over time. And my first dog that I had was a chocolate lab um, named Cassie Joe, And this is when it first really, this was like my first encounter with this. And she had been diagnosed with a terminal bone cancer and there was really nothing we could do for her except you know, try and help her live a quality of life for as long as possible. And I just remember one day, and I was at a point in my life, it was in my early 40s, and um, I remember just seeing her, you know, out in the yard and playing and so happy, though she had terminal bone cancer. And I was at a point in my life thinking, you know, what more am I going to do with my life? What is my life about? You know, what's mm-hmm. my purpose? Why am I here? <laughs> All those questions we ask ourselves. And I just remember looking at her and thinking she has no clue she has cancer or maybe she did, but she chose to be in that present moment and living life for what it was worth in that moment. And I realized the reflection and the teaching there that that's what she was reflecting back to me because I was struggling with that. And I started to realize I need to live more in the present moment and not worry about the future. And just, you know, be glad that I'm here in this moment and whatever the next moment is going to bring me. And that's when it all just started to unfold and I started to have more moments like that.
0: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, you know, that is one thing that we, I think all of us have heard that old saying of, uh, you know, animals live in the moment. But we know through the work that we've done and the relationships we've had with animals in our life and animals around us is, you know, they all have a past, whether it was a a great past, a difficult past or challenging, whatever it may be. But as long as we don't allow them to get stuck in that past, if we really help them release yeah. that. And let them yes. live in that, that moment. Then they will fulfill that present purpose. And, and like you said, also it's uh, identifying that, identifying uh, not only how you can help them have a great life and live in that purpose, but what is that takeaway. So I think it's a big part. You no, know, and
1: really being open to that. I think you know I think more and more people are starting to understand that, and we're starting to you know see that more that we can actually help our animals in this way. You know, that they truly are energy beings just like we are, and they sense and feel and know things like we do.
0: Absolutely. So when you talk about taking on some of the, the mirroring, taking on uh, some of your challenges that you were facing uh, in Gidget, mirroring those is this something that you, uh, for the person that may not be totally aware of, of this type of connection, or maybe it hasn't presented itself to them yet? You know, what's your thoughts or takeaways? How do you recognize that and get that uh, get a client or someone on board with the fact that what you're putting out there could be having an impact on your animal, but yet in return, what they're feeling is going to have an impact on you as well? And how do you clear that and have that great relationship?
1: Right. Well, the first is the client has to be open to it and they're not always open to it. So, you know, it's a very gentle approach and, you know, and I can totally speak from experience because going through this with Gidget, I was not, even though I had had these mirroring effects and reflections happen over the years, this one was a deep core wound for me. So, I wasn't exactly open to it at the beginning. (laughs) And (laughs) I mean, aren't we we our worst enemies? You know, I fought and I struggled against this so incredibly hard because my deep core wound was facing a vision I had carried with me for over 25 years of being touched inappropriately as a child. And it was a vision I had never expressed out loud to one single soul. Nobody, nobody in my family, my husband, nobody. And so that was, that felt terrorizing to me because, you know, what comes with that judgment rejection, possible right. you know, judgment rejection. So Gidget, I would learn and I would come to understand. And what I totally believe now is when she came to live with me a year later, she started suffering from seizures. And from what I knew, she never had seizures before that. And working with an animal communicator, um, I do believe you know her, Don Brunke. She said to me, I feel as if Gidget is trying to help you shake something loose here. And I remember thinking at the time, what in the world is she talking about? <laughs> you know you know, what could this possibly be? But I was so intent on trying to and I'm doing air quotes here, fix Gidget to stop the seizures. Right. I couldn't see what was happening here. You know, eventually, thank goodness I did come to understand and I absolutely believe it now because I I was able to be witness to watching this transformation in myself and this transformation in this dog. Not only did I witness it, I kept it to myself and I didn't say anything because I was wondering, is this really real what I'm seeing? And I remember my husband, like, as she slowly was coming into herself and really being much more calm and, and relaxed, I remember him saying to me one day, Does gidget seem different to you? And I said, Well, what do you mean? And he said, she just seemed so much more calm and at peace. And then I was like, that was like the final confirmation validation I needed. I said, it's absolutely true. You know, we were witness to it. We felt it and we saw it. And, you know, that last year of her life was so amazing to watch her just be the dog she was meant to be. And it just made me so much more passionate about getting the story out there and then helping other people to walk through this process. But again, it's and I know you've noticed in your own work too, It, it's not an easy thing for people to see because I think we carry this guilt, this guilt that somehow it was our fault, but it wasn't because we all come together for a reason and a purpose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I firmly believe that. And um animals are great barometers for for what's going on not only within them but everything around them the energy that's around them the biggest energy obviously it's that they're connected to is that heart connection they have with their human companions um so i yeah so i tell people all the time if you know if you see a change within your animal if they're having some physical dis-ease emotional dis-ease within their body whatever the case may be it's the perfect time to stop take a breath. Look within yourself, look within the family unit, see what's going on. And there's probably things that they're identifying and trying to get your attention to that you're not recognizing or you refuse to recognize. Or in your case, in this situation, it's hard to recognize. You don't want, we you, you want to keep it buried as long as you possibly can. And in reality, but, yeah. if we, yeah, if we would just open up and listen to our dogs, then we'd be in much better shape.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. I, I mean, I definitely can say that a hundred percent. You know, I went to set it at the beginning. And like I said, I fought it every step of the way. And I think too, what happens not, I don't think I know is we get so caught up in our minds. And then, you know, we become so, you know, analysis paralysis. And that's exactly where I was with everything with Gidget. And we forget to drop down into our hearts, you know, because. We don't want to feel, we don't want to feel pain. We've been so conditioned to think from our heads instead of move from our hearts. And that's what dogs do so beautifully. That's just where they they live from is from their heart.
0: That is, there is, and it is harder for yourself, I believe, especially you know doing the kind of work that we do. It's harder to put those things into practice sometimes. Whether it's uh, you know, I'll talk to clients about meditation, and they'll say, mm-hmm. "Well, I don't do meditation." I'm like, "Well, let's talk about what meditation really is. It's a you know, uh, closing off the conscious mind, opening up the subconscious mind. So that's that can be formal mantras and and chanting. It could be guided meditation. It could be prayer work. It could be gardening. It could be walking in nature whatever it is get your monkey mind closed and just let yeah. all that good stuff come in and so then i you know so i i talked to them about, about how you can put together a good program doesn't take very long still 10 minutes here five minutes there 15 minutes there to do some meditation and then after the conversation i have i'm like Wait a minute, when was the last time I did that? Oh, gosh, I <laughs> still my five minutes today. What's going on with me? So, yeah, I think we are our worst enemies. Play- well, we are. Ourselves.
1: And that's why, that's why we do the work we do, because we need the reminders. We definitely, you know, I fell off the meditation track, and just a couple of weeks ago, I'm back on it again. Oh, my goodness, I feel so much better. I feel so much connected to myself, so much more inner peace. And like you said, it doesn't take long. You know, yep. five to ten minutes, and it can be anything. All those things you listed are perfect for that. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So for those that were like formally, I'm doing air quotes also, meditated. <laughs> you know, it's not that scary thing. It's not, uh, you know, you don't have to sit in the lotus position because if you're like me, I'll never get back up again. So I yeah. use other methods of doing that. <laughs> Right. So, so when we're talking about Gidget or talking about in general and putting together the the book, were there some? Uh, f- first of all, with the book, if once people pick up a copy of the book, I'm fine, just the way I am. What do you hope they get from it? What after reading the book was their big takeaway or uh, things you're hoping that they'll uh, they'll feel or get from the book?
1: There are so many different things I could say about that. I think the most important for me, really, uh, probably two things, is we can self-heal ourselves. And I also want people to take away, you know, that nature and animals are so incredibly healing. And we make it so much harder than we need to. You know, we've got the help right there in front of us, trying to help us and trying to guide us. And, you know, I know the inner work isn't always easy, and I've definitely walked you know, a tough journey at times, you know, I know a lot of people have, but to me, it's just so very worth it. And I just want to inspire people. I want to encourage people. I want to help people deepen the relationship with their animal friends, because I do believe, and I know some people say this is kind of Pollyanna thinking, but I truly believe doing the inner work is going to lead to a more peaceful planet. And if we can live in harmony, first of all, within ourselves, our animals are going to benefit, our other relationships are going to benefit. So it's worth it to do that work, you know, to begin to do that work. And it can be as simple as, you know, we talked about doing meditation. And I want people to understand too, this is on the back cover of my book, and this is something I really came to understand as I, you know, was, you know, winding down with healing that trauma and then writing the story was that so often we think that when things happen in our life, that they're happening to us, but they're happening for us they're helping us to grow and to evolve and to expand and to be a better human being
0: absolutely i love that i love that cuz there there's you know this journey that we're on you know, whether it's you say it's a, a God thing, a spiritual thing, a, a higher being, whatever it may be, you know, I, I always look at it as the boat is presented, the little rowboat's put right in front of you. You've got to get in, you've got to help steer it. But at the end of the day, it's going to go on the path and it takes you on your journey that you need to go on. And it's not always an easy journey, but it's a lessons that you learn throughout the whole journey. That at the end, hopefully, you come out uh, realizing what your purpose was and uh, hopefully you fulfilled that
1: purpose. Right. And I think too, I mean, my dogs have all taught me this, is that to look at a challenge as an opportunity, there's always an opportunity within there. And then also, and I know this is not an easy concept either, especially if you've suffered, you know, trauma, is to try and find the gift within that trauma. And, you know, that is something I wouldn't have said I understood, you know, three years ago, but I get it now. I get it. And it has released me. I feel so much more free. And I want other people to be able to experience that as well.
0: That's great. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the book. But I want to talk to you, switch gears slightly, and talk about writing and writing styles and uh, how do you put together a good book, a good memoir. So everybody, hang tight. We're going to come back right after this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert, and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to Communicate with Animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download. Learning to communicate with animals. You'll be glad you did. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Continue our conversation with author Barbara Teckel and her latest book, I'm Fine Just the Way I Am. So Barbara, we talked a little bit about the, the books and the lessons we can learn and how we have to help heal ourselves, and uh, the book does a great job of, of covering all those aspects and putting together uh, real-life experiences, which which I believe everybody can relate to. When you put together this book, you mentioned early on this you know third memoir wasn't anything you had planned on, but you had to get the message out there. What was that process like? How was it to put, old analogy, pen to paper and put those stories and basically spill your heart? out in, in this
1: book? <laughs> well, I think I was being prepared for it since my first memoir. I actually wrote two children's books before this. But yeah, this this one actually I think has a really interesting story how this one came to be because, you know, each book has, I've felt a little nudge, a little niggle in my heart that there is a story here that um, needs to be shared. And I had had, as I was going through what is sometimes described as the dark night of the soul, as I was going through this experience, there was this small little nudge in my brain one day that just kind of blipped across that I thought, perhaps there's going to be a story here that I'm going to need to share. But it kind of went away quickly because I was so in the depths of, you know, trying to heal my trauma that I thought, there you know, I don't know about this. I don't know if I could ever do it. And it just kind of went away. So, it was about a month and a half later when I was, you know, deep in despair and just just didn't know what to do. And um, I had reached out again to my animal communicator and had a reading done um, for me and Gidget. And the very first thing that Gidget shared with Dawn, my animal communicator, she said, I'm fine just the way I am. And as we went through the reading, and the reading was just so beautiful. As we went through the reading, and then at the end, as we just kind of uh, were finishing up and having a discussion about it, is when Dawn said, You know, maybe someday you'll write a book about this. And my hand flew to my chest, and my heart was just beating in my chest because that was such confirmation. I said, I just had had that thought earlier in January. And then she said, Maybe this will be the title of the book. And I knew. I knew in that moment, even though I wasn't ready to write the book, I knew that that's what was going to happen. I knew that was how it was going to unfold. And that was going
0: to be the title because it was so perfect. That's great. Well, when putting together the book, you know, uh, coming up with the idea and the concept and having all the great stories and real life experiences in your head and then putting them down into uh, a real book, what do you feel about that process? Was it easier than the first or the second one? I know it's totally different than writing a children's book. Your mindsets are are different and the focus is different Mm -hmm. typically, but did you struggle more with this one? Did you find it a lot easier or or did Did you just let it turn it over to spirit and let it let it flow?
1: All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely say I struggled a bit more with this just because this felt this was like sharing my guts. This was sharing something so many people had no clue, had no idea. You know, in fact, someone I had read, someone had read my book that I went to high school with. And I remember running into her and she just said, you know, you think you know somebody, you know, and then you read this and you're like, wow, they were struggling with that. And you would have never had a clue. So that was my big thing was I am going to put this out into the world of sharing what had happened to me as a little girl. And that took going through the writing process to, you know, to deepen the acceptance of that and to overcome the judgment of that or maybe people wouldn't understand. So, you know, in a way, writing the book was really like just further therapy, self-healing for me as I did it. And there were days, yeah, I thought, I can't do this. I can't put it out there. But I just kept going. You know, I I kept going for Gidget. Um, She definitely was my cheerleader the whole way. And I wanted to do it for her. But in a lot of ways I wanted to do it for myself too and and I will say and though my mom laughs at me and says, Yes, I've heard this before. I keep saying I swear this is the last memoir I'm ever gonna write. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this again. I'm so glad I did it. I mean I, I am and I'm thrilled with how it turned out. And but yeah, it's not an easy process, but it definitely is a, you know, I feel like I've grown so much from it and that has been such a reward in itself. You take it one day at a time, you know, one moment at a time. And you just, some days you don't feel like it. And you, okay, well, the next day, then the next day I did, you know, and it just kept going.
0: This show's been on the on the uh, air for quite a while now. And I've talked to, you know, writers and authors of uh, all sorts. And each one has their own experience and own way of doing things and ways to let it flow, you know. And, uh, I think one of the messages I always get is there. There's no set way when you're going to write a book. You know, it. There's no set way to do it, and you can't beat yourself up if you didn't write 5,000 words today, or you didn't write at all on a particular day. You have to open your heart and just let it flow when the right time's there. And and I can imagine I love with this. Yeah, you know, you. I love one, that. Yeah. One day you just don't want to, <laughs> you just cannot do it, and uh, other days you just can't pull yourself away from it because you're continuing to write and and uh, whatever it is, as long as you get your message out there, that's that's
1: the important thing. Right. Exactly. I love that you said that because I I think about earlier in my writing career when I would. I would get so sucked into okay, the ten best ways, ten best steps, blah blah blah. Oh my! And then that's what I would do. I'd beat myself up like, oh, I didn't follow that step, or I didn't just sit my butt down. Even you know, I do have to be inspired, or I have had to work through whatever needed to be worked through. But I love that you said that because I, you know, you can you can get stuck in that and then never end up sharing your story when it could have helped somebody. No matter how long it takes, just keep keep at it. Keep at it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and it, it's a brilliant time right now. It's uh, there's so many ways to get your message out, and mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong way to do that. As long as you get the message out there and it has an impact, I'm sure there's been people that have contacted you because of this book that have said, "Oh my gosh, I I thought I was the only one, or I thought I was the only right. one to talk to my dogs, or I thought I was the only one that had this kind of you know uh, <laughs> trauma in the past."
1: Right. Exactly. That in itself is so, so rewarding. And then being able to help other people see, you know, what's going on in their relationship with their pet and then helping their bond grow deeper and stronger. I mean, what better thing? And that's, you know, honestly, once I could get past my own stuff, the why became for me just so much stronger that I wanted other people to understand how we can improve our relationships and deepen them with our animal friends.
0: Absolutely. Great job with that. So everybody go out and pick up a copy of the book. It's uh, Barbara Teckel's book, Uh, I'm Fine Just the Way I Am, healing Emotional Pain Through the Wisdom of Animals and Oracles. So I love it. Love the title. Love it came to you in that fashion. So that's fantastic news. Where can people find out more about you, Barbara, and your writings and, and get a copy of the book?
1: You can go to my website to find out more about me, which is my name, Barbateckle.com, and the book is available on Amazon, all the online booksellers and you can probably have your local bookstore order it also
0: there you go so everybody pick up a copy of the book you're going to love it it's going to be heartfelt you're going to learn some lessons and you're going to learn that hey i'm not the only one out there so this is good stuff so it's barbara teckles new book i'm fine just the way i am barbara thanks for coming on the show today really appreciate it. great to hear from you and uh kudos on all the success that you're having
1: thanks so much Tim. i really enjoyed talking to you this was awesome
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, we're uh, coming to the end of the show today. I want to thank everyone for listening to animal rights on pet life radio i want to thank the producers and sponsors for making this show possible uh, if you have any questions comments ideas or just want to know who you can uh, listen to on the next episodes you can drop us a line at petliferadio.com and we'll be glad to uh, entertain your comments answer your questions and bring on the people you want to hear from most and while you're there check out all the other wonderful uh, hosts and shows on pet life radio there's a corner copia of great entertainment there (laughs) so that's at petliferadio.com so until next time write a great story about the animals in your life put it in a blog an article or in a book and who knows you may be the next guest on animal rights on pet life radio have a great day let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com